ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day on Wisconsin On Demand is brought to you by Canopy Wealth Management, helping you achieve your financial goals with confidence. Canopy Wealth Management. Care. Competence. Clarity. It's not just a tagline. It's a promise. Go to canopy-wealth.com to get started today. ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Working through a little technical difficulties as we are live at Boulevard on the east side of Madison getting you ready for the beginning of the Jim Leonard era. It's Wisconsin versus Northwestern. Some would call those two the two worst teams in the Big Ten. I call it a good old-fashioned Saturday afternoon in Evanston, Illinois. How you doing, everybody? Hope you're having a wonderful Saturday afternoon. Alex Strope with you alongside my comrades. Uh, one of them we call the proudest Jacksonville Jaguars fan on planet Earth. You got two of them, actually. Yeah, uh, we call him uh, the East Coast Loudmouth. That's a first. I, an East Coast Is that loudmouth. a compliment? I, don't, I think so. I think I, it's a compliment. Have okay. you met an East Coast guy that's not a loudmouth? That's a fair point. That's a fair point. <laughs> Colin Russo with me. Colin, uh, happy Saturday. The Jim Leonard era kicks off today. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, hopefully this isn't – I expect it to be a little ugly, but hopefully it isn't. Hopefully we honestly see something that's a little different today from Jim Leonard. So I'm excited about that. They call him the biggest leg to ever leave Wisconsin. They also call him mm. the second most popular punter in sports media. He's Brad Nortman with me as well. <laughs> Brad, right. how are you? You're doing. I'm doing pretty good. Excited to be here. Uh, I'm excited for, you know, a new chapter in Badger football. I mean, you're looking around and leaves are changing colors. There's change in the air, change in the air for our Badgers, too. So wow, that was well done. How about Brad? that? You Poetic. Professional. That's right. You are indeed a professional. Uh, it is ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day brewed by Coors Light and presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. We've got Hunter Vaughn back in the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios running the show, question mark? Uh, I think he's also on the phone trying to work through some of our difficulties. So you just got us right now, just the silky tones of our voices <laughs> What's across wrong with ESPN that? There's nothing Wisconsin. wrong with that. Yeah, it's no, the people tune in for. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Uh, hey, Brad, so actually i got to tell you, this morning I went back on YouTube. I saw Pat McAfee, of course, uh, that's who I was referring to when I called you that, mm-hmm. um, on college game day out at uh, out Kansas University. Shout out Lance Leipold. And uh, I went back and found a conversation you and Pat had like four years ago, um, and you were talking about how you and Josh Lambeau had a had a mishap uh, with the Jacksonville Jaguars, and you left him hanging. He was looking for a high five after he called fire on you, and you left him hanging. Well, I, I feel like I deserved to leave him hanging yeah, after that great. because I can I, I can briefly retell what I told on Pat McAfee's show, which was a lot of fun. It, you could tell early on that he was just so gifted on air and being in for media. Sure. So what happened was to make a – it happened very quickly, so I'll make it a short story. So we we had a bunch of different long snappers that year, and um, we had a replacement in that game. And <clears throat> we had a guy that was not very comfortable throwing back field goal snaps. It was an extra. It was I'm not sure. I don't remember. Is it a field goal or an extra point? I think it was an extra point. So my my effort should be even more, um, you know, given recognition. Sure. Because it's only for one point, really. So anyway, so he, he snaps it back, I call for it, and he rolls it back to me, right? So it's a rolled back snap, and I do my darndest to get it and get it down and get laces forward. It was a, I actually got it there. However, it wasn't there long enough for our kicker, Josh Lambeau, to feel comfortable swinging his leg for it. Usually in a mishap snap, if I can't get it down, I'm the one that, that can yell fire. Me and me alone, right? So Josh does not feel comfortable kicking it. He starts yelling fire. So I'm panicking. 
The line is panicking, hearing someone else yell fire. So I pick it up and run with it, realizing he's not going to kick it. I kind of roll out to my right, and it's just like an onslaught of Indianapolis Colts coming my way. You're not giving yourself enough credit. You hit a fantastic juke before you got decked. That's true. That's true. You, I did, you yeah. broke one before? I, I, had, I did. I had one athletic move in that play and then I totally emptied the tank and then I could I could do no more and our guys are kind of slow getting out there was totally unexpected and um, yeah I got if anyone has seen Doctor Strange great movie when, a great movie when they kind of force push people out of their bodies you know what I mean yeah that's what it felt like <laughs> it felt like I was legitimately like when that guy made contact that defensive lineman made contact with my chest it was like I got pushed back into a different realm did my best <laughs> to try to throw it and it was just there's actually an inaction. I'm like I'm like parallel with the ground of me trying to throw the ball. It was an incomplete pass. I had a huge bruise on my what I'll call my hip for the longest time, my back of my hip. And uh, yeah, it was it was an interesting interview, and it was a play that I could have done without that game. Huh? Yeah. Well, there you go. Was that the hardest it, hit you've ever taken? That was not the hardest I've okay. ever taken. At least I was prepared for it. Yeah, because when you got fired, the adrenaline spiking. Yeah. It's like, okay, I could really do anything at this point. There was one time in college, actually. We are playing Arizona State, and uh, I was running down there. And it, it, was a, it was a good punt. And the guy was, he was doing the classic, like, going side to side and not going vertical up mm-hmm. the field. So he didn't get much of a return. But he's going side to side, really elongating the play. Mm. And I'm down there, and... Just because the play took so long, all of a sudden I'm in the fray. I find myself in the fray with everybody. And some Arizona State, I'm totally non-threatening. Some guy just decides I'm going to take out the punter and totally blindsides me. That was the hardest hit I've taken. Bogus. I know. Just a headhunter. Just Pun- Punters are people too, Brad. <laughs> That's and I, right. And you got to tell some of those defensive players that because they just don't seem to get that that understanding. Uh, he's Brad Nortman, Colin Russo, Alex Strofe with you. It's ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. We're live at Boulevard on the east side of Madison, about two hours away from kickoff and a big kickoff for the Wisconsin Badgers as the Jim Leonard era begins. The uh, Of course, the interim head coach for the Wisconsin Badgers following the dismissal of head coach Paul Christ earlier this week. Last weekend, however we want to phrase that, it was a Sunday news dump in the middle of a Packers game. Still not thrilled about that, but nonetheless, uh, Paul Christ out, Jim Leonard in as the head coach of these Wisconsin Badgers. Two and three on the season, currently going to play one and four Northwestern. All eyes on this game in Evanston, (laughs) Illinois, no doubt about it. Colin, you said at the beginning of the show, this might get a little ugly. I think you're spot on with that. Yeah, I think it's going to get a little ugly. I think uh, I'm curious to see if we change anything. I could see us kind of having some of the same methodology with how we run things. Like, you know, it's a week. You can't really change much. That's why I didn't agree with the Chris getting fired mid, mid-year. mid Like, what are you going to change? You know what I mean? It's a little bit of a tryout that you have for Jim Leonard and Bobby Ingram especially, too, because now he's going to be calling the plays on his own now. Yeah. So there's a couple things you're interested to see. The main thing I'm looking to see is if the players play motivated, if they play angry, if they play like they're actually trying to prove something, then that's something that I really like, especially from the from an effort level standpoint that's what i want to see today yeah that's that's an interesting point and i i will mention keanu benton who you hear every wednesday on rutledge and hamilton 230 every wednesday on 100.5 espn in madison said they're using this anger as fuel right like they they feel a sense of responsibility and brad you talked about this earlier this week as well right when when your head coach gets fired he experienced that with gus bradley did Mm -hmm. did uh, brad nortman you kind of feel a sense of responsibility that you let him down, you let the team down, you let the organization down. And that's how a lot of those players with Wisconsin feel uh, today going to Evanston. And, and 
look, this is a good game to start the Jim Leonard era on, right? Sure. You're playing debatably. I don't know how much of a debate it is, but debatably the worst team in the Big Ten today. So hopefully this is a game you can start things back on the right track, but I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the Badgers have lost six of their last yeah. seven games at Ryan Oof. Field. This is a ba- bad mojo game. That's my, that's my personal opinion. I think it is a bad mojo game. Brad, you, you've played at Ryan Field. It's horrible. It's horrible. It's the most bizarre college football setting that I've ever experienced. I mean, it is it is eerily quiet. Usually when you think about going to a place where you have challenging uh, times to win and get mojo going, get momentum going your way, usually you think about, okay, we're playing at the Horseshoe, sure. we're, playing at, uh, we're playing at Iowa, really hard places to play in actuality. But... Gosh, when you go to Ryan Field, it is it is a weird sense of quiet and eerie. There's no game there's no game day feel. There's not a lot of emotion. You go on the field and almost for a kickoff, you know, the field the, the stands are half filled. If that, if you're lucky. So it's it's hard to get a lot of natural juice for the game. Usually you almost have to not even not calm yourself down, but adrenaline comes naturally, mm-hmm. right? Adrenaline comes naturally when you're in that setting. Adrenaline does not come naturally at Ryan Field. The grass is long. The field feels very crowned, you know, kind of higher in the middle on the sides. Yeah. Everything about it just feels like a like a crappy high school, to be quite honest. And what about the locker rooms? I've heard a lot of things about the locker rooms. Yeah, the locker rooms are pretty trash too. I mean, they're just they're they're the worst in the Big Ten. Um, Michigan State might be the only other one that I would think are pretty back bad. To back for us. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Perfect. Welcome, welcome to the Jim Leonard era. Um, yeah, they're just they're just not nice. At a, at, you know, they're 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 damp and they're kind of just old and run down. It feels like it's from the '70s and nothing's changed about them. It is a very strange place to play a football game. So nothing about it screams Big Ten football and um, excitement and energy. Because um, even even like the Iowa locker room, okay, it gets, it gets a lot of fanfare because it's pink, but it's actually a nice locker room. It's kind of enjoyable. It's like, okay, I got some space in here, and it's kind of nice. It's clean. Um, hey, man. What's wrong with pink? There's nothing wrong with the color pink. Nothing wrong with pink. But, you know, and, and most other locker rooms are really solid. Minnesota's locker rooms are super nice with that new stadium. But, yeah, it is just like it is like they built the stadium in the 60s, 70s, whatever they did, and not done one darn thing to it. So it's a weird place to play. And we're going to see if they, they can bring some natural energy then because they're, they're not going to be able to feed off of it on Ryan Field. Yeah, they're no. going to have to bring it themselves. He's former Badger punter, NFL legend, Brad Nortman, Colin Russo with me as well. I'm Alex Strove. It is ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. And, of course, we're brewed. You mentioned the 1970s. Best beer from the 1970s is Coors Light. That's what we're brewed by. Uh, when you need to refresh on game day, choose the beer that is as cold as the Rockies. Cold filtered, cold lagered, and cold packaged. Four peak refreshment when the mountains are blue. You know what to do, and that is crush a Coors Light, which you can do. At the Boulevard here on the east side of Madison, we'll be doing it. Uh, guys, I know when you walked in, you saw me just crushing the bowling alley. Mm. I am such a natural athlete. Mm. I think I had about a 76 that round, so pretty pretty solid outing for me. Did you finish the round? Uh, not quite, no. I okay. think I made it through eight frames. Yeah. You, you should get the gutters up next time. I saw you have a couple. There. They kind of uh, maybe at a little past the first half. Are you implying you could do better than that? I probably could. I'm going to be honest. Uh, I call this a challenge but like <laughs> i know uh, what we're doing immediately following the show's conclusion right. yeah. we'll be watching college football and bowling yeah we'll see what you're made of uh, i'm gonna be honest uh, i don't know maybe you get a, you get a little warm-up round i don't we'll see what happens all right fair enough brad norman you a good bowler i'm i can hold my own 
I'll probably hover around 100, something like that. Maybe give or take. All right. That's better than me. So yeah. good for you. Not that that says I'm a, I'm a high effort guy. You know, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't have like He's the, I don't have the spin. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I can't spin it. I'm just trying to just give her, Yuck give it. her hack right down the lane. I love it. I love it very much. Uh, the Jim Leonard era gets underway today in Evanston, Illinois. We'll continue to preview what that looks like as we roll on. It's ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day live from Boulevard on the east side of Madison. The countdown to kickoff continues next. You're listening to ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Had a lot of thoughts, right? Had a lot of ideas. Now it's it's trying to just talk to who I need to. Like, what's what's a very short-term answer and, and solution that we can help get things going the right direction? And the long-term is... Like to me, I'm not not concerned. It's it's much more day to day, week to week, uh, in this scenario for me, just to try to get things settled down. And right, if there's things that we need to change, let's change it. Right, let's have uh, communication on on what's the best way to get it done, be more efficient, get the results we want, knowing that in the long term, yeah, that there might be things that change um, down the line. Will Jim Leonard be the savior for the Wisconsin Badgers as the Jim Leonard era gets underway this afternoon in Evanston, Illinois? Badgers, Northwestern, 2.30 kickoff on the Big Ten Network. We're getting you ready for it. It's ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day live from Boulevard on the east side of Madison. Alex Strofe, Colin Russo, former Badgers punter Brad Norman with you as we preview the Jim Leonard era. Uh, we, we talked about it last week, Brad, a little bit. There's nobody more Wisconsin than Paul Christ, except maybe Jim Leonard, a walk-on, a guy that got put on scholarship, a guy that played a good career in the NFL, came back to his roots to start his coaching career, and now he winds up as the interim head coach of the Wisconsin Badgers, his first game this afternoon. Jim Leonard, uh, everybody said so many good things about him. I think maybe they were rushed into the Paul Christ firing, knowing they had him waiting in the wings, mm-hmm. and now he gets a seven-game tryout period. Well, it's like a little bit of a Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers thing, right? Very you have a transcendent, great head coach waiting in the wings from an already really great coach. Yeah, so this was an opportunity where it, it almost um, it almost hurt Paul Christ more than anything as an as an outstanding hire to bring back Jim Leonard as defensive backs coach, and then to elevate him to the defensive coordinator, and to just give him all the tools to be successful. Mm. So it, very rarely you give him this program. Most of the time when a major college football program fires its head coach, you're going to be going with a total change, not necessarily this time around. And I think that's a good thing for Wisconsin. I think it's a good thing to have a Wisconsin guy in there. I think it's a guy that knows the culture. He's been there. I don't think we're going to hopefully lose many recruits. I don't think we're going to lose a lot of guys in the transfer portal. These are all things you got to think about when you change mm. your head coach. So I, I have said, though... I, th- oh, okay. well, I think I think Jim Leonard is going to be the long-term head coach. I agree. I think that he's going to be a really good one. I also think that it's going to be a major transition for him, of course. I agree. Because the, a defensive coordinator job, I can't tell you how different that is than being a head coach. In Everybody thinks too. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can just I can just go be a head coach. Just just promote him to head coach. Why not? His his day to day. What he needs to do, the way he needs to conduct conduct himself, it's a completely different job with different skill sets. So I think it's going to be tough for him to, to transition in the middle of the season. I think you're, that's a very good point. I think when you're talking about a guy who's never necessarily been the head of the locker room like that, there's a whole not only transition period. This guy's 39 years old. This guy's like sure he's been around, 
but like rather than bringing in another head coach, you're getting a guy who kind of really has to find his footing. Like you're controlling the locker room, you're the supervising among all the coaches, you're the lead motivator. Instead of just thinking about the X's and O's of the defense, you got about a ten other things that you kind of have to put your hand into a little bit there. We know he's just calling defensive plays today, and he's leaving the offense to Bobby Engram, but eventually he's going to get that supervising role to everything. And on top of being the lead recruiter as well. So there's a whole yeah, it's new unique. it's a whole new plate of items that he really has to start focusing on. And you're right, I, I could totally see it taking not only just this year, I could see it taking a couple years after this to really find your footing. I agree. I think the most important point that Brad made though was the transfer portal, the recruits, mm-hmm. uh, all the in betweens, right? They're gonna still want to play for a guy like Jim Leonard. Yeah. They go external with this hire, that's my worry. Braille and Allen's gone, Graham Mertz is gone, mm-hmm. uh, you name it, they're gone, right? Yeah. Like it could get really, really dicey. They go external with this hire. And, Colin, to your point, uh, he was asked about it earlier this week. Jim Leonard was. You know, every coach in the room was your equal, right? It was, it was mm-hmm. a parallel. Now you're their boss yeah. in a sense, right? So it, it, it definitely uproots the power dynamic, if you will, in that coach's room. But as we continue to say, if there's anybody in that room for this job, it's Jim Leonard. Mm. And, and two, with the, the current climate of college football, it's just it's moving faster than ever has so before. It's, it's so rapid. And, you know, just a young guy with energy that guys can play for, guys can connect with. Maybe that's just what the Wisconsin program needs. It's never had that before, yeah. if you think about that. It's always been a kind of, a, well, Paul, I've never described Paul Chris as heavy-handed, but with Barry Alvarez and um, and Brett Bielema during those successful years, that's kind of a heavy-handed, walk slow, carry a big big stick kind of guy. So you know, older and and more more fatherly, Jim Leonard. This is more of a uh, more of like a Lincoln Riley type of hire, but with a defensive mind, right? Where you're young, you're athletic. At least you know Jim Leonard has the respect of playing in the NFL and playing for the team. So I think it's a really great hire. I just think it happened about three years earlier than anyone expected. Yeah, I think another thing too is having mid-year like that. You know, this guy's very, very much a player coach. You know, he's yeah. been there. He was there about a couple of years ago. He was in their shoes. So like having a guy like that is not only great for motivation. He also understands it. You know, mm-hmm. like he's not too far removed from either side of the ball game. But on another, to your point, talking about college athletics, it's so fast-moving, and it's a coach's sport. It college is. football, and especially college basketball, too, it is a coach's sport. They are the underlying variable. These players decided to come to Wisconsin because of guys like Paul Chris. They didn't, sure, some of them came because they love the program, but the coaches really do the, the most of the heavy lifting in getting these guys here. And to Alex's point, you know, if you get rid of somebody and start getting somebody in from another school, these players didn't come to play for Lance Leipold or, or Armando from Baylor. Like they're they're coming to play for Paul Christ, right. and that completely changes not only the dynamic. These guys got to sell a bunch of current players, and you got to hope that you don't lose half your roster to a guy. And that's why Jim Leonard would be good to kind of retain people. And I can second that because as someone that was recruited and had some options coming out, I mean, yes, there's a role of like, okay, where is this geographically, and and where's my kind of heart tell you? But man, your your contact and connection with the head coach is so vital, right? That's what you're really buying into. That's what the parents are are buying into too. Are they going to be comfortable with this person basically being a pseudo father and coach? Obviously, coach, but almost like a fatherly figure to my son for four years. So I it cannot cannot express how important it is to have the right head coach in there to make sure that this transition goes as well as possible. And you know, there's a short term long-term deal for this but for the long term I think he's in really great shape to put his stamp and uh, his character on the program but in the short term I mean it's it's 
it's going to be hard for him to have a ton oh, no of success. Doubt. It's a quick turnaround. Hold on, Colin. I just want to fill you in on a story you missed out on last week. Sure. So we talked about this last week, the recruitment process, because Illinois, Brett Bielema, that's who Brad was recruited by and played for. We went to a commercial break, and Brad's lovely mother pulled me aside. <laughs> Mrs. Nortman pulled me aside, and she talked to me the entire commercial break about how Brett Bielema was the one that won him over when they met with him in his, uh, his Tommy Bahama shirt that That's he was right. wearing, uh, reeking of booze in his office. But he was the one that, that won them over because he was just real. He gave it to them uh, you know, very straight, and they appreciated that, unlike a lot of college coaches. So to, to Brad's point, I, uh, I, I learned that story last week, which I was uh, – and then your mother told it a second time and gave me even more detail. That's right. Which I very much appreciated at the ESPN Wisconsin College game day. Uh, tailgate – hey, speaking of traditions, like uh, – Brett Bielema wearing a Tommy Bahama shirt. Jump around a tradition for your Wisconsin Badgers. At Canopy Wealth Management, they also carry a long-standing tradition of working in the best interest of their clients every single day. They're rooted in the community, which is why they partnered with Gilda's Club, the Madison Capitals, kids from Wisconsin, and JDRF. They're a fiduciary, which means they strive to work in the best interest of their clients, providing you with the tools and resources you need to achieve your goals. Go to canopy-wealth.com to get started with Canopy Wealth Management today well uh yeah there's some other games in the big 10 but who really cares this is the one everybody cares about northwestern yep. and, and wisconsin it can be between the two schools uh, heading into this one uh yeah ugly is the word you used earlier colin i think that's probably going to be what we see today but wisconsin's going to come out angry what if graham merchants comes up flinging it what if bobby ingram and he does have something to prove but what if he comes out with something it's, it's to a prove? trial for him just as much as it's a trial for jim leonard i mean bobby ingram now has the complete reins i think they're gonna, there's gonna be a lot of eyes on that offense people are kind of expecting something different so he's gonna have to kind of bring something different in order to kind of sense a difference in leadership yeah and when illinois wipes away their your brand of football right braylon allen two yards rushing last mm-hmm. week against the mm-hmm. fighting illini at camp randall stadium Right, so it's a big rebound game for the entire offense. You know, when your brand is offensive line, win in the trenches, and let your running backs do do work. Uh, it's not what Wisconsin looked like last week in the final game under head coach Paul Christ. So that's something uh, they'll be looking to get back to today as well, Brad. Yeah, that's right. I mean. Everybody is on notice, basically. When, when something like this happens, the players, the coaches, everybody is on notice. And, and it was the same way in the NFL when Gus Bradley got fired. I mean, everybody feels the tension in the room. Everybody knows that they got to bring their A game and they're, be, they're being evaluated because change is on the horizon. So it, this is a great opportunity to do it. Like I said earlier in the show, you know, there will not be juice given to you at Ryan Field playing Northwestern. You will have to bring it. So we'll see what kind of character this, this team, these players, and these coaches bring because it's all it's it's out in front of them today this the season is not so far gone that it can't be salvageable that it can't be respectable but they've got a long way to go yeah they do uh bowl eligibility is something we'll get into a little bit later but they still need four more wins in order to be eligible for a bowl game not a the easiest task but you can get it started on the right track uh, today at Northwestern. Colin Russo, Alex Strofe, former Badger punter Brad Norman with you here on ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Brewed by Coors Light, presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Also brought to you in part by our friends at Stoughton Trailers. There are big trailers and big opportunities over at Stoughton Trailers. And big just got even bigger with starting pay now $18 per hour and up. Hundreds of immediate openings in Evansville, Stoughton, and Broadhead for both first and second shift opportunities. Uh, open positions, which include assemblers, welders, and more. You can find more information on the website, stojobs.com. That's S-T-O-Jobs.com. Stoughton Trailers, big trailers, big opera 
opportunities. Maybe we can talk about a little bowl eligibility coming up next uh, as the Badgers, I believe, what is it, about six more games remaining, if my math is correct there? I think seven? Yeah. Seven. seven more. Seven, seven games. More. Yeah, seven games left. They need to win four of them. Uh, yeah, they yep. need to win four of them. That's more than 50%, and the schedule isn't super easy the rest of the way. We'll get into bowl eligibility for the Badgers. Will the Badgers go bowling after this? We'll also hear from Hunter Vaughn, a college football scoreboard update brought to you by Metro Ford. He'll bring you across the landscape of college football. That's all still ahead. It's ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. The countdown to kickoff continues next. You're listening to ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. From L.A. to Piscataway, this is your college football scoreboard update, driven by Metro Ford of Madison. Heck yeah, it is. I'm Hunter Vaughn. We'll start in Piscataway. Unfortunately, the Scarlet Knights went home sad Friday night. They fell to Nebraska 14-13 in that one. We've got a pair of Big Ten games already underway as Purdue and Maryland, they're tied up at 17 apiece early in the third quarter of that one out in College Park, Maryland. And uh uh-oh, Michigan on upset alert at the half. They're on the road at Bloomington. It's 10-10. The Indiana Hoosiers sticking close with the Wolverines. And then there will be three games later today in the Big Ten with Wisconsin Northwestern at 2.30. Number three, Ohio State on the road at Michigan State. That game kicks off at 3 on ABC. And then at 6.30, Iowa on the road at Illinois. Elsewhere in the top 25, number eight, Tennessee. 23 on the road at number 25 LSU 7 23 to 7 the Volunteers on top of the Tigers and it's 16 to 10 Kansas on top of TCU Metro Ford of Madison Madison's trusted Ford dealership learn more at MetroFordOfMadison.com in Evanston, Illinois, as the Badgers begin the Jim Leonard era, week six of the college football season. TSPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Alex Strofe, Colin Russo, Brad Norman with you. We're at Boulevard on the east side of Madison. ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day and Alex Strofe both fueled by Mountain Dew. Hey, you got to try Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. It's all the zoo, zero the sugar available anywhere you pick up Mountain Dew. And, of course, you can do the regular do. You can do the voltage, the code red, whatever you want to do. Do it right. Do it with Mountain Dew, just like I am right now, getting ready for this big one this afternoon. Mountain Dew, a proud partner of the Wisconsin Badgers. Do the do. All right, fellas, let's get into this thing as uh, seven games remaining for the Wisconsin Badgers. They're two and three on the air, need six, six wins to be bowl eligible. Uh, I think, and we'll get to our picks later in the show, but... I think we uh, can agree. Hopefully this week is a win as they're 10.5-point favorites. But the schedule does get a little dicey uh, throughout this. Uh, They go to Michigan State next week. They host Purdue the following. They host Maryland after that. They go to Iowa. They go to Nebraska, and they wrap up hosting Minnesota. It is a wacky, wacky rest of the season for the Badgers. They need four wins out of those seven opponents. I just listed Brad Norton. I defer to you. Is it possible? 
It's possible. That's for sure. I, I do think they win today, and today is a must-win. I mean, let, let's face yeah. it, for bowl eligibility, it's a must-win. I think this is their most winnable game the rest of the year. Now, Colin, as you said earlier, it kind of comes at a bad time yeah. because, you know, Jim, everyone's adjusting, right? So it's kind of hard, given all the drama of the week, to then dial in and play a game and play a good game at that and at, at a strangely tough location. So it's possible and, and here's how I know we've fallen on tough times as a Badger football program. Because I as I look at the schedule that you just read to us, Strofe, yep. normally you'd say win, 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 eh, maybe close, we'll probably win, win. You just go through them and you're yeah. like, this is, the, this is the meat of the Big Ten. All these teams are going to fall somewhere between 500, give or take two games. They're kind of the unranked, semi-respectable fray of the Big Ten. And in, in most years, those are wins. You pencil that in as, in as a win. Now, as I look at them, I can I can no longer assume anything. In fact, I look at some of these games and I say, gosh, knowing what I know now, it's probably a loss. I look at Minnesota. I think they're playing really well. I look yeah, at Purdue. I think Purdue's playing really well. I think that at Iowa is always a hard place to play, and they're stingy. They keep it close. So Maryland's playing well. I, it's possible, but I think finishing the year, it's going to be close. I'm going to say that much. I think we're going to end up – I don't think we're going to rattle off wins the rest of the year. I think best-case scenario, we finish with seven, and that would be a surprise to me. I think would be five and two the rest of the way to get I, seven wins. Yep. I think it's going to be somewhere between five and six wins. I think it might come down to the wire. I think so, too, yeah. Brad. It's, uh, it's, it's dicey. you got to go four and three at minimum, and that includes today, which, as we all think, it should be a win in Evanston today, but as – I, I'd be remiss if I didn't once again bring up the stat. The Badgers have dropped six of their last seven matchups in Evanston. So not an easy place to play. Uh, Barry Alvarez says it best. He'd rather play at the shoe, Ohio State, every day of the week than at Northwestern, which is really interesting coming from the Don, Barry Alvarez. But, Colin, I, uh, I defer to you now. I mean, what do you think? Is it doable for the Wisconsin Badgers to rattle off four wins the rest of the way? To build off what Brad was talking about, Usually when you're a big-time program and Wisconsin's having a good year, you go through the schedule and you're like, okay, win, win close. They might have us here. It's a road game. You know, tough stretch right here, but usually win, win, usually. Now, I'm going to be completely honest. I think this is going to be a dogfight today. I think they're going to play hard. I think they're going to be a little unfocused maybe at certain points, but I definitely think, because what Brad said, there's a whole lot of drama going on. The media is all asking you about your former head coach who just got fired. you got a new guy who has never done a head coach game plan before coming in to the weirdest environment you could possibly play in. You have to focus in. You have to start strong. You have a whole lot not going right, and you got to make everything click. I think it's going to be a dog. I think we're going to win. We'll go through the rest of the schedule. We're at Michigan State. Michigan State stinks. But mm-hmm. it's still a road game. And then Purdue and Maryland, they both play teams really tough. Purdue beat Minnesota last week. They played really, really well. And Maryland played really, really well against Michigan on the road. And they, and they won last week. So, like, they beat Michigan State. So, it's another two tough games back-to-back where, like, do you even know? Like, we have a bye in between, sure. But those are risky games now. We are at the level where those are toss-ups, I think. And then you get into the end of the year. Iowa's always going to be a tough game. I think Nebraska stinks, too. I imagine We usually play them really, really well. So I'll, I imagine that's going to be a win. And then you got Minnesota. Minnesota wants to beat us. They're going to be coming to us. They're Absolutely. probably going to be playing for a West bid, for a Big Ten championship bid. You know, if they're, they're probably going to be at that point. We're probably going to be a step behind. They're going to be at the point where they're playing for Ohio State in a few weeks after that, or a week after that. So, like, 
they've got a lot more to play for at that point than we do. Sure, we might want to spoil their season potentially, but to get become bowl eligible at this point, you need a lot to go right very quickly. Yeah, and that makes me nervous. The, the way I could have set this up was, can the Badgers still win the Big Ten West? But I'm not going to be <laughs> foolish and ask that question. Although it is theoretically still possible. It's still in the cards. Sure. It's just not realistic. So, uh, nonetheless, we will see. We'll see. And today is, uh, Brad, I don't think a must-win game is an understatement. Like, I, I legitimately yeah. think that's the case today. I, I think it, it would say something about the stability of the program to win. Like, look, this is probably the easiest game, the easiest opponent. How about that? The easiest opponent remaining on our schedule, not necessarily the easiest place to play. Yeah, it's a team we can't beat. Yeah, that's and, right. Yeah. So and if this we location, if, we can't beat them. If we come out and look hungry and aggressive and physical, and um, it looks like a Badger team of old, I think it would just give the fans, the players, everybody a sense of we are not too far gone here. Yeah. We are still in a position where we we can. We can bring out of the ashes something positive, something that looks beneficial for the rest of the year, and build on it going forward. I think if we come out and lay an egg and it's super close or we lose, it, we might have deeper issues than really just changing out head coach. It really might be a, a something going on deep in the program that is not what it once was. If we come out and we're playing with that effort, we're playing fiery, we got a lot of energy, you could tell this team really wants to win today, and it's like the energy is there. And cert certain, like, sure, X's and O's are not working as well, and we play close. Are you still happy if we win in a close game like that, but the effort was there? Yes. Yeah, I, 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 would. I would be okay I would with be. that. I, I would think, be. I would. I think this it's a tough spot. At this point, I'll take, I'll take a win. Yeah. Right? I'll just take a win. Well, well, look at um, us. We're judging wins. Like, right. when, like we're going to win and get out of here. Like. Right. And, and, in, and in prior weeks, we talked about, you know, is there a talent gap? Is there, is there an energy gap? Well, there's, there's no talent gap this week. We, no. we do have the talent edge, for sure. Um, there shouldn't be an energy gap because yeah. Illinois had us look, last week, though. On that, that's right. They in did. That department, they wanted that. So we we have this in front of us. It is set up well for us to come out and have a good game. Now it won't be easy. And I've I've been there. And gosh, I played on a team that lost at Northwestern too. I'm one of those uh, one of those in the L column at Northwestern during my time. So it won't be easy. However, there really is no excuse for a poor game today. No, he, I, you're spot on. Brad Nortman, Colin Russo, well said, fellas. I'm Alex Strofe here on ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Uh, a lot of things have been said this week. So we'll play a little good call, bad call audio edition after this. But first, got to tell you about our friends over at Iron Jock, which believes it's what's inside that matters. 99% of odor-causing bacteria are eliminated with the advanced performance gear and apparel that Iron Jock designed from the inside out using state-of-the-art technology. The Silver Ion technology is guaranteed to provide odor-fighting protection for as long as you own it. Love it or send it back, no questions asked. Use code ESPN20 for 20% off your order on ironjock.com. That's code ESPN20 for 20% off at ironjoc.com. Iron Jock, it's what's inside that matters. Good call, bad call. Coming up right after this, it's ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. The countdown to kickoff continues next. You're listening to ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. ESPN 
ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day rolling on live from Boulevard on the east side of Madison. Alex Strofe, Colin Russo, Brad Nortman with you. Planning any event can be stressful and time-consuming. The planning, production, and performance offered at Celebrations Entertainment is the best in the business. Award-winning DJs, photo booths, MCs, and a benefit auctioneer will be on your team to help create a lifetime of memories. To have your guests say, it was the best party ever. Visit celebrationsentertainment.com. Well, we've got the uh, we've got the Indiana Michigan game on, tied ten to ten, and I found out during the commercial break, Brad Nortman, not only a proud alum of the University of Wisconsin, but also a proud alum of Indiana University. How about that? I so, got so you get your masters. I got my masters in finance from the Kelly School of Business from the Indiana University. So I, I, you could you could call me a Hoosier alum, and I, I take a little bit of ownership of them. So I mean, I'm a Badger through and through, and, and we beat up on them during my time at Wisconsin. So I really felt no threat of, yeah. okay, if I go to another Big Ten school, I'm not doing anything against my Badgers. Right, right. But in times like these, and, you know, they're Big Ten West, or they're Big Ten East, we're, we're West. So I really feel like I can be fans of both. And now, don't get me wrong, I'm 100% Badger. And then there's just somewhere left over to be a, be a who's so your So then you're not 100% bad, is what you're telling me. If there's some, be careful here, Brad. Left Brad, over. be careful here. I, I, I do need to be careful yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. You're a finance okay. guy. You know numbers. Come that's on. That's true. That's true. You can't be over 100. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm 100% badger. Okay. Indiana buddies are not going to be happy. But, right? I, but yeah. I am. But I am. Uh, Indiana alum to an extent. So I don't know what that's oh, supposed to mean. Like, uh, I, to to you, an extent, you, you are an extent, Indiana alum. I, it's, it's a fact. Yeah. Not to an extent, you are. <laughs> anyway, yeah, good stuff. Uh, we also found out uh, Colin Russo's weird fandoms take another turn, as he mentioned to Brad Nortman in the break. You are a fan of the Charlotte Hornets. So uh, you know he's a Panther guy, but you know city to city, he's got the connections with the with the Hornets as well. But yeah, started with the Bobcats when they went when they won nine games in the lockout year. So hold on, let's just do it before we get to good call, bad call. Which it, Colin Russo's favorite teams are just vehemently a bad call all around. I disagree. Run run, run the audience through your favorite teams you cheer for. Okay, so we'll start in the NFL. NFL, I'm a Jacksonville Jaguars fan. What? <laughs> it's okay, Hunter. Uh, we got that. We got the Jaguars who were playing well this year, so can't take any crap there. Uh, then you got the Charlotte Hornets in the NBA, and I'm an Oakland Athletics fan for the MLB, and I'm a New York Island, and I'm a New York Islanders fan in NHL. And I have a reasoning for all of them. It's fine. I don't want to hear the reason. You don't want to get. I, yeah, just, I just said I have a reasoning, but the reason there we can talk the, about. The it. reasoning is you're an idiot. All right, time to play good call, <laughs> bad call. Good call. Good call. Or bad call. I got a bad feeling about this. On ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day is brought to you by Gruber Law Offices. One call. That's all. One call, that's all at Gruber Law Offices. Hey, let's get it started. Hunter Vaughn, our producer back at the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios, uh, has some audio to play for us today. And essentially, we're going to tell him if it's a good call or a bad call. Hunter, go ahead and take it away. Yeah, we're going with the probably my three favorite voices around the college football world. First, we're going to start at a national Ouch. level with uh, Joel Klatt. I'm sorry, these are just my three favorite. And this was on his show, the Joel Klatt Show. Found this one on TikTok. He has a problem with a specific team being rated, ranked where they are in the AP poll. 
in the SEC and with a lot of these AP poll voters, in particular the guys who hail from the South, narrative above everything. Every win in the SEC has to be better than every other win always. How do you do that? By Mississippi State in the top 25 and by LSU in the top 25. So if Tennessee is to win on the road against, I think, an average LSU team that's just trying to find their footing under their new coach, Brian Kelly, we're all going to say, like, what a great top 25 win for Tennessee, when in reality, I don't know if it's a great win. I really don't. But narrative above everything. Narrative above everything. So good call, bad call from Joel Klatt and his frustration with LSU being number 25. By the way, they're losing 30-7 to at home right now. Mm. Brian Kelly. There's why you say it's a good call. Hey, actually, let me change the question. Good call, bad call. Joel Klatt is sounding more like Colin Coward every day. He goes on Coward Show a lot. He sounds just like him. Yeah, I literally I thought see, that's who we were I can see that. So. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, that's a good call from Joe Klatt. Uh, look, Tennessee's getting exposed right now by an average LSU team. Sure, I'm good with it. Uh, I would say good call. I, I do think it sounded a little bit conspiracy theory-ish, but I do think that the SEC narrative gets way overplayed, and you know they, they get built up in such a way that I don't think is necessarily accurate all the times, and this being one of those cases. Good yeah, call. I agree with that, and uh, one thing I'll say about the SEC is we all know that the top of the line of the SEC is probably head and shoulders of everybody else, mm-hmm. usually, but the middle-of-the-pack SEC I think is consistently overrated. I think with teams like A&M, Mississippi State's another fine example. I think teams like Arkansas and LSU this year, I think those middle-of-the-pack teams, just because they play the Bama and play the Georgia and usually get killed, they play those teams. I think they're so commonly overrated. I think Florida had a lot of teams in the past few years where they were just wildly overrated to start the year. I always thought SEC's had a problem with that. They're a better conference, but those middle-pack teams, I think, are always way too popped up Mm -hmm. well said let's move on what's next up next my favorite coach in college football has thoughts on coffee as a drink what's the best way to take your coffee well coffee tastes terrible anyway so thing in it to obstruct the harsh bitter taste and just put it down one sip at a time you know so it's just all about the effect the taste it's not about the experience at all it's about the outcome no the experience is terrible So, good call, bad call from Mike Leach there this morning. Coffee's terrible. Uh, It's a bad call. Coffee's delicious. I actually saw this while I was drinking a cup of coffee this morning, so very ironic you played this for us. Um, I'm more interested on his thoughts last week. I'm not sure if you guys saw this, but after the game, I I don't remember the name of the reporter, but she told him she's getting married soon and asked Mike Leach's thoughts on marriage, and he told her she should just go elope, right? Paying for a real wedding doesn't make any sense. Just go elope. And uh, Mike Leach went on a two-minute rant about how eloping is the right answer for when it comes to marriage. And it was fascinating, immediately following a victory for his college football team. It's a bad call, but Mike Leach, all-time good guy. You legitimately do not know what he's going to say next. No, you don't. Uh, This is one of the worst calls I've ever heard. I love coffee. Um, I I drink it every day. Um, I could not disagree with him more. This This is an outstanding call. And I'll say this because, well, sure, I think Mike Leach, you could ask him anything, and I think he'd give you something you could write an article on. So I think Mike Leach is just like the perfect guy to ask anything about, so I like that she was asking about marriage and everything. But with coffee, I've never had coffee before. What? Never. Come my on. Life. Never in my life. Never had coffee. And Do you have any chest hair at all? 
<laughs> there's no correlation between yes, chest hair and coffee. Drinking black coffee puts hair on your chest. It's no, a fact. Not, no, it's a proven doesn't. fact. Do you have any chest Co hair? Answer Co my question. Coffee's a bunch of nonsense. Answer my question. I, uh, anything like normal? Like, sure, there's a little bit, but like, you know, what do you didn't Like, it's not the crazy. Exactly. There you go. No, no. Coffee, I've never had coffee before. I don't understand the whole hype about it. It, it doesn't, like, I don't get it. Like, coffee shops, so potter. I've uh, never had it before, never will. Wow. Um. Yeah. Don't need it. I got. I got the natural energy. I'll worry about that. I don't. I don't need the the PEDs of of energy. Wow. The yep. PEDs of energy. Yeah. I'm not a caffeine coffee. guy too. Never had an energy drink. What? Yeah. I'm jealous you of your energy. You drink soda? Level. I, okay. So does soda count as an energy drink? No. I'm just asking. I've had soda. soda. I grew up. I I grew up liking Sprite, but I stopped drinking Sprite probably a couple years ago. Is there even caffeine in Sprite? No. It, There's not. Oh, I thought there was. I don't think have, you, have you ever had anything that you know is caffeine in it? Maybe, Maybe. Probably. Probably. Honestly. But I've never had like an energy drink to get energy. I've never had like a monster or like a Red Bull or something like that. When you wake up, do you feel like just totally full of energy? Uh, I feel like that a lot of that is mental. I feel like you can kind of psych yourself into like getting ready to go. You know what I mean? What the hell is going <laughs> on right now? <laughs> do you, you know what you know, I feel like you know what I'm talking about a little bit. You, can mean, go, you can wake up. And like I literally, I, I, can't. I literally woke up today. Call me weird. I woke up today. I looked up. I'm like, this could be a great day today. And I immediately got out of bed. I mean, I love you the can, mentality. You can, I laid in bed for two and a half hours. You can psych yourself into like the energy. Like you know what I mean? Like I don't know. I, I sometimes no, you can't. Oh, the competition's up. You could say I think like you're that. just a crazy the competition. He's a up. Charlotte Hornets fan and doesn't believe in caffeine. You got one more for us, Hunter? I Ooh. do. Colin, you're just an absolute lunatic. <laughs> it's, I, it's the oh PEDs of natural no. energy. I don't need no. that. PEDs <laughs> of natural energy. Uh, last one here. Mark Tauscher on Thursday has a prediction on what's going to happen with Graham Mertz after the season. I think Graham Mertz is going to probably be finishing up his career at Wisconsin in this last six or seven weeks. There's going to be so much uncertainty. If Jimmy Leonard gets the job, is he going to want to keep Graham Mertz? Graham Mertz has went through a lot. Is he going to want to stay? If you're making me bet, I would venture to say this will be his last three months at the University of Wisconsin. So, Tausch predicting wow. that Graham Mertz is going to transfer. Good call, bad call from Mark Tauscher. Um, I don't know the answer to this one. I don't think it's necessarily a good or a bad call. Um, I think it's a heck of a prediction. I think there is. I'm actually going to say good call. Um, I, I think there is some realistic. Uh, there's a realistic possibility this occurs, especially if they go external with the job. But. With the uncertainty, and with the, with everything that's been thrown Graham Mertz way the last four years, externally, from us, <laughs> I don't know that he wants to put up with that anymore. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go good call. Very interesting take there from Tausche. The gears in my brain are working right now. I, I had never considered this. I think that's an excellent take, and I don't think he's far off. I think if there's anybody that's gonna feel the effects of coach Chris leaving more it's going to be Graham Mertz yeah. he's the most player because they, they deal with each other on a one-to-one -one basis that's probably why Graham Mertz came to the university the only reason I can think of why he'd want to stay, stay is for a bit of redemption and or his friend teammates but if if he doesn't feel like he's got anything left to prove here I would not fault him for wanting a fresh start and wanting to go somewhere else then to spend your senior year in a trend a transitionary program so I, I guess I don't know good call or bad call either if I were to place a bet 
I would say, and if and if if have I lived Graham Mertz's life, I could totally see it happening. I'm gonna say a good call. Uh, I'm gonna say it's an okay call. I'm a little in between here. I'm gonna look at it from a different perspective. I think if Graham Mertz ends up transferring, I think it's going to be Wisconsin kind of giving him a nudge rather than him going on his own. Interesting. I think we would something would come out that we're looking in the transfer port because he didn't leave when the whole Caleb Williams if he was coming or not so he didn't really he didn't freak out at all then no, that was didn't. also Paul Christ but it's also something about Graham I think if we ended up going and getting a quarterback I I might even think that Graham Mertz would stay and try to compete for his senior year he's made taken a step each year I don't know if they'd go with him Has but he? I I think he's better now than he He's better, he's better now than he was last year, but it's still not. Is he great. better than he was against Illinois? No. I guess I'm thinking in the first three weeks of the season yeah. rather than the last three weeks. But the way I look at it is, Graham, I don't see a lot of benefit in me going anywhere else. Where is he going to go? So that's a him thing. But like, I think if there's anything that's going to happen, I think it's Wisconsin kind of sh- nudging him out rather than him going on his own. I I don't think I think if he if he had the choice and he had the opportunity to come back as quarterback, I think he'd do it in a second. But a lot of this is going to be the last seven games. I could see us nudging him out, though. Huh. Wow. Interesting take there. That's a thought-provoking statement there from the big fella, Mark Tauscher, who's overseas right now. He's in London to see the Packers and Giants uh, tomorrow morning. It's ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Colin Russo, Brad Nortman, Alex Strofe with you. Carbon World Health here in the Madison area sets itself apart from typical run-of-the-mill gyms by offering a comprehensive approach to training that addresses all of your needs. Health, diet, fitness, hydration, vitamins, hormone optimization, recovery, and the list goes on and on. Their methods are proven to create sustainable, transformational fitness and health games. If you're worried about your health safety, Carbon World Health is medically supervised by Dr. Nestor Rodriguez, a board-certified physician and medical director who implemented the same safety standards as his hospital at Carbon World Health. Experience the difference by signing up for Carbon World Health six-week all-inclusive experience at an affordable cost. You can learn more on their website, carbonworldhealth.com. Only an hour away from kickoff of the Jim Leonard era. We'll continue to preview Wisconsin Northwestern live from Boulevard on the east side of Madison. It's ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. The countdown to kickoff continues next. You're listening to ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day.